What's up, everybody? We are back. Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by RealTalking.com and Kleenex this week. I am your host, David. I am joined with today, Jen. Hey, guys. Ryan. Hey, what's happening? And Ryan Ryan's better half joining us today. Casey, what is up? It's me. How are you guys doing? (laughs) I figured today, since... This episode is brought to us by Kleenex. We are going to cover the not top. Not officially. Not officially. I don't want to get sued. But the top 10 <laughs> saddest movie moments of all time. I figured there is going to be one that involves a relationship and couples on all our lists. And it's perfect timing to get a couples episode here Can today. Can I say I was making my list and I started crying <laughs> while making oh my, my God, list? Jen, calm down. Because I started <laughs> thinking about like the scenes and I was just like, Oh my god! <laughs> like it was, it was. Yeah, I started crying, and yeah. So yeah, before we get to the list, we are gonna get through the news of the week. We are gonna kick it off with something that does make everyone cry and cry <laughs> because it actually exists and it's actually going to be released. And that is Zack Snyder's Justice League. So um, yesterday, a is, is this supposed to be right? Is this supposed to be a better version of Justice League, or is he trying to make it worse? I think it's supposed to be better, I guess. He's supposed to be creepier looking when he just looks like a video game character. So what Ryan is talking about is that we have the updated look of Steppenwolf in Zack Snyder's Justice League. And he prefaced it by saying, this is a a pixelated version. So this is not the real version that you're going to get. The real version you're going to get is much better. Sure, Bob, whatever you say. Sure. It looks like Ryan showed it to me yesterday and I was, I just had gotten home from work and I was in the bathroom like washing my hands and he's like, oh, I have something to show you. And I was like, what? And he showed me it and he's like, oh, that's the new Steppenwolf. I'm like, that looks like 2003 like Xbox video game. It it looks like they just picked up and, and I think the game is called Dark Souls for like Xbox 360 and just said, oh, he looks good. Let's just make him dark side. I mean, uh, yeah, it's like we have millions of dollars to throw into this. Let's just, let's just give him something shitty. It's <laughs> crazy that the uh, Snyder stands are saying that it looks glorious and all that fun stuff. It is. It, it, I, yeah. Cinemablend.com loves it. So I, really? I feel bad that I think that we are harder on him on here than we probably feel for him. I, I don't, I'm going to, I may, I could think I could speak on all our behalfs and say, we really don't give a fuck about Zack Snyder. <laughs> we just hate Zack Snyder fans. And they're, you don't hate Zack Snyder fans. I do. Okay. You do. I do. I think, I think, um, Zack Snyder fans have never seen what a real director does and a good director does. Can't you like Zack Snyder and like someone else too? You could. But you, my my argument is that anyone that likes Zack Snyder always throws at me the but but I like Christopher Nolan too. 
that's literally what does that have to do with each other oh my god it's because christopher nolan is christopher nolan is a competent director and Zack Snyder's not, so they're trying to say, "Oh yeah, I I like I like someone that's actually good. Just let me like my garbage." It it's Ryan. What do you think? I mean, people have their taste. You know me. People hate Kevin Smith, so that, that's just a that. travesty. That's a travesty. I only, I only hate, <laughs> I only hate Tusk. That's about it. <laughs> Jen, you know Jen's never cop out. Jen's never seen cop out. I've never seen Cop Out, but I have seen Tusk. I've even seen Cop Out. Come on, Jen. Get and, with it. And Tusk. <laughs> All right. What do you think? It's at least tolerable. Right, babe? Yeah, it's tolerable. It's It has its moments, but it's not like. It's not. It's not Tusk. Yeah, it's not Tusk. So yeah. that, that has. I mean, it's still. I still put Cop Out worse than Tusk. To be honest with you, because Tusk oh, wow. actually still feels like a Kevin Smith movie. Cop Out doesn't. Cop True. Out feel like Not he was just time. hired to direct it, and then yeah, which is, is what it was. So is Cop Out like Blue Streak, like that comedy uh, kind of, or no? I guess. Yeah. Because it's comedy, right? It feels like a movie you would put on on TBS on a Saturday while you're cleaning and not pay attention to it. That's what Cop exactly. Out is. There ain't nothing wrong with those movies. <laughs> I ge- Someone has to be there. I guess, but like we, <laughs> we, we've um, decided to not talk about Zack Snyder and focus on Cop Out. That's how bad we feel about Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, how can we move away from Zack Snyder? Cop but out. yeah, we got the first look of Steppenwolf. I th- that was a good uh, cop out. I think we're going to get a trailer soon of them telling us that this is going to be the greatest things in sliced bread, and then when February comes, it's probably going to be, you know, does this come out in February? Uh, I think February, March. Oh, okay. Why are they waiting be so summer. long? I don't know. They actually, it would have shocked me now if they push it to the summer, like Jenny just said, of next year. Are they gonna? Are they doing a movie release for it, or is it just gonna be a DC app thing? So it's going to be on or HB- HBO Max. It's on HBO Max only, but we don't know yet. And I think they're going to announce it at the DC fandom in two weeks. What exactly it is? Whether it's going to be a miniseries or an actual movie? That's a good point. So I think that's where we're going to get everything. We're also probably going to get Suicide Squad news. And you the, think they're going to announce that like DC Universe is basically going under HBO Max? Probably. It wouldn't shock me yeah. if they do that. They've already. It would be nice to just save money, <laughs> just have one. Yeah, app just have one. I mean, the layout alone on HBO Max is worth it <laughs> over DC. Yeah. Universe. Oh my gosh. HBO Max is so user friendly too. It's like ridiculous Absolutely. how they didn't do it so much longer before this boggles my mind i just wish they were on fire stick yeah so do i but i'm sorry but yet snyder cut coming next year uh next bit of news is more for jenny Uh, i don't know how you guys will feel about this but they're making an andy warhol movie and andy warhol has been cast is it um what's the movie like about is it about about. his death when he got shot is it it's just the the reason I brought it to you, I'm going to bring a it to biography. your attention now. I'm going to answer your question. It's going to be an, a, bi- a biopic, okay. and Jared Leto is playing Andy Warhol. I can see that. I like that a lot. Okay. I actually don't mind it because okay. I feel like Andy was very eclectic. Like I'm talking like I knew him, but he's one of my favorite artists. But um, so I could see, I could see Jared Leto like being he's he can be more effeminate in certain things and. Um, I can see it. I can see it. And for those listening With the that right never makeup and hair. For those listening that have never seen a Jared Leto movie outside of Suicide Squad, he actually is a really good actor and he has an Oscar. So uh 
I think he'll do very well. Very well. Uh, Ryan and Casey, any thoughts on that? No, I, well, I can see it. I'm just going to watch it. It sounds good. I mean, like you said, Jared Leto has more acting cred other than Suicide Squad, and I feel like bad that that's what everyone has been pinning him to lately. It's And there's, like, nothing else. It's like they forgot about... 30 seconds to Mars where he started and everything he did before Joker and like he's literally stuck in that role it's, so maybe this would be good for him to get kind of away from that stigma of that's just what he was I agree it's the yeah. Robert Pattinson thing right now that he's getting as Batman oh it's a oh, yeah. Twilight and they forget that he has a he's a really solid great actor and they just yeah. don't pay attention to the also, other like, stuff Twilight was what 10 years ago already people just don't let it go yeah. etc when I think of Robert Pattinson I know everyone else thinks other movies maybe you know I don't even I, for some reason every other movie he's done has just did he do Water for Elephants yeah he did Becca? yeah he did right yeah so I remember good him in from that, that too but I always think of him as Cedric Diggory. Yes! So I, was like, I was hoping you would say always, that. That's always, because I didn't, I'll be honest here, and I'm going to get a lot of crap for this. I've only seen maybe a handful of the Harry Potter movies. <gasps> I know, right? I've never seen all of them. I've never read any of the books. It's like something I need to get done before I turn 40. I've told myself that. Maybe in 35, because I'm 31 now. But uh, that was the movie. I, I saw three, and then I saw four, and I saw four in theaters. And I remember, like, seeing him, and I was like, oh, man, this kid is, like, really stupid good-looking. And then he <laughs> just fucking dies. And I'm like, what the heck just happened? <laughs> and I think that's where I was like, you know what? I don't want to watch this movie anymore. Now the hot kid died. It's, and that's it. It's so, so good, Case. I think it's on HBO Max. So it's so okay. good. They're all on Wait, there. Wait, is it still Plus, on I own HBO them all Max? except for the last, last one. They, sadly. Did they leave to no, Peacock? I, well, I saw it yesterday. Weren't they there. leaving somewhere? I understand, but I saw it there yesterday. Oh, okay. Then you're good. All righty. So, and then last bit of news is um, the one that the internet went over cr- crazy over. Mulan is coming to Disney Plus on Labor Day weekend for $29.99. What? And- and David, I was laughing at, would you do your Facebook post? I can't remember. And you're like, people don't realize that they would spend that money on tickets and like beverages and food at oh, the movie yeah. theater. And, trans- and I was like, okay, he has a point. And if you're taking the bus or the train transportation. Yeah. yeah I, exactly. So. At least for David, like he was spending money to come into the city. I was running in the city for work when we would meet up to go to the the movies plus dinner but like we would have right like we have our monthly subscription to stubs and then really we would end up spending like if we didn't eat before or or after i get well we've never really eat after but um we would end up spending like 30 dollars between us anyway oh, yeah. at the concession every and mo- seeing movies two three times a week it adds up what and i i was going back and forth on facebook with someone and she and um she was saying that $20 was something. It feels like the set price. Disney has to raise the price. But she's a big Disney fan like I am. And it's the expectation that I have that Disney always ups the price on their releases. It is what it is. I mean, I'm my two cents is this. You're going to the movies anyway. You're going to spend the $15. Or in this case, because I, I can see a lot of people would have seen this on IMAX or Adobe. Dobie's $25, IMAX is $28 for us. For one ticket, let alone two. Yeah. Now the argument comes, is it going to make money? And well, wait, I, so for a family, like let's say you have two or three kids, that's a steal. You just pay $30, you sit the kids down, and you watch the movie. And you have, what, 48 hours? 48 hours to I was going to say, it's, it's just rental, right? It's not yeah. you pay $30 and you buy it? I don't believe so, no. Okay. I... 
in terms of is it an is it an in streaming purchase like you it's not like something separate right or are they just streaming it like on your tv like on demand they're streaming it through disney plus so what what i'm assuming is going to happen it's going to appear on disney plus on uh september September 4th 4th. and then you're going to be able to click it but you're not going to be able to see it unless you go through a transaction that's what that's what hulu does and i think amazon too yeah so in terms of will the movie make money, I've seen that the movie costs around two to three hundred million dollars uh, with but with budget and marketing and all that fun stuff. Now here's the math that I did: there are fifty-seven point five million Disney Plus subscribers. If a little over half rent Mulan, that's nine hundred and seventy-five million dollar profit for Jeez. Mulan because they don't have to pay anyone else because it's their own streaming service. If only 25% rent it, that's still $500 million. They don't have to pay a theater in the United States for it. They have to pay the international uh, theaters. They have to pay them, but they don't have to pay any U.S. theaters for this. So if you're looking at 25%, we're gonna, I'm going to say only 25% of subscribers pay for it. That's $500 million, plus all the money they're going to make in China and overseas where the movie gets released. It it's is going to get released in China, yeah. right? In it's a billion-dollar movie. And I think if this is successful, this changes everything. I mean, a lot of things are changing anyway, but I think the model of a big budget movie sell, being sold for $25, $30 on a streaming platform and then releasing internationally through this pandemic, I think this may change everything. If this does well, I can see Tenant switching after a few, mo- after a few weeks in theaters to an on-demand uh, purchase. So that's kind of the numbers, the math that I did on there. Do you think they'll move to a model where they would do both, right? Like you would have like a new release, like on Disney plus that you have the option to buy at home as opposed to like, and then also at the same time releasing in the U S they're already looking at it. It's called day and date. Oh, day and date. Day and date means that the movie will release in theaters on the date that it was supposed to. And then on the day that it's supposed to release, it'll be on VOD for purchase. So I'm not even sure um, exactly what I think they were thinking about doing that for Candyman. So I'm not sure if they're going to keep doing do it for Candyman. I think Candyman is just going VOD. So, I mean, we'll see what happens with that. And speaking of Candyman, the last bit of news that I forgot to mention was Nia DaCosta, who is the director of Candyman, is going to be directing Captain Marvel 2. Oh, I saw that yesterday. I can't speak on her filmography. I actually haven't seen her other film. And in Candyman, I haven't seen. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Jen, what do you think? Um, I'm not surprised that they got a woman to direct. I feel like we're leaning towards a more diverse um, industry. I think there's still a lot of strides to make, but I think this is just one step closer. And especially with everything that's been going on, um, it's a good choice. Ryan, what do you think? No, good choice. Woman direct, like Jen said, woman directing, good choice. Casey, any thoughts? I just think in the way of um, Wonder Woman, you know, with Patty Jenkins, I think it's always a smart idea for women to be leading women because they have more of the insight of how, you know, how women would act. Because now I'm going to sound like stupid and misogynistic and stuff, but just more of the insight of a woman's mind. So I'm all for it. Yeah, I agree. I think the best news that came out of this is I think Candyman is probably going to be a good movie. 
because they would not have hired her if they don't have hope or, or right. know already that that movie's good. So that's kind of, and as a big horror fan, I'm looking forward to that. All righty. So next bit I want to get into is we haven't done this in a while, but what we watched during this lovely <laughs> week of quarantine. And I am going to kick it off because I only want to talk about one thing. And that is Twin Peaks. I have been watching Twin Peaks for the last three weeks, and I'm and now on Twin Peaks: The Return. And before I get into my thoughts, Ryan, you just started Twin Peaks about two days ago, right? Yeah, I just I'm just on the first season, so you're way ahead of me. What are your initial thoughts? Um, episode three is my favorite. Really? My, okay. Yeah, uh, that had me hooked from beginning to end. Like. I always judge like when am I going like do I pick up my phone or do I do I get distracted by the dog and that is the episode that I did not get distracted one bit. That's awesome. Um, my favorite moment was honestly a little bit of a spoiler. If you three, two, one, Leo's death. Um, I oh, love, or, love, or, love. or uh or Ryan or so you think. Oh motherfucker! <laughs> you just spoiled <laughs> like, it for him. Uh, he finds out right in the first episode of season two. Okay, but he hasn't watched yeah, it yet, has still, he? Yeah, but still, he's got mother. <laughs> is it as weird as I? Ryan, I give you permission to spoil something for David in the near future. Don't do that. Oh, right. Is it as weird as I hyped it up to be, or not that? No, weird? it doesn't feel that weird. Except for the end of the of the episode, it didn't feel that weird so far. Okay, cool. Um, I love, love, love Agent Cooper and Audrey. Honestly, those are my two favorite characters. Okay, so I can speak a little bit more in terms of because I'm a lot farther than you are. Season one is fantastic. That first episode is one of the best season season premieres or series premieres I've ever seen. But when I talk about weird, it progressively is going to get weirder, and then season three, the return which is 25 years after where you're at right now has Jenny and I saw it this week. I kept being told a friend of the show, JC, he kept telling me episode eight, episode eight. When you put in episode eight, the first thing on Google twin peaks is the first thing that comes up. It is one of the most impactful television episodes I've ever seen in my life. It is you know how I always, you know, I always joke I'm the film snob on here and I like try to like I view film and cinema as an art form. That is art. That episode is it's I don't even know how to describe it. Jen saw it with me. You said it it's art. Yeah, it's so so beautiful. There's some of the visuals in that episode are some of the best things I've ever seen. And when you get there, Rye, you're going to be like, "What the fuck am I watching?" <laughs> It is so strange, wait. but it's so beautiful, and it pretty much is the. I'm what else? I'm not gonna get into spoilers, but it is. The show exists because of this episode, and you'll see why. Mm. And uh, one fun fact: you will um, obviously you'll find out who killed Laura Palmer in this se- season two. But a little fun fact: David Lynch, creator of the show, did not want to reveal at all who killed Laura Palmer. I can see that. And as you can see, the way the show was progressing, he kind of didn't want to do it. ABC made him do it. So you'll see where the show goes on from there. But I'm so glad, so, so glad you like it. Networks and studios ruin art. 
And and you'll see I'll David say it now. the series finale of Twin Peaks of season two when you get to it. David Lynch is like, okay, you're gonna cancel me. Fuck you. And that's all I'm gonna say about that episode. You'll see when you. So see it's it. season one, season two, movie season three, right? Yes. Okay. Alrighty, and that's all I've seen. Jenny, anything you want to add? Uh, well, we've basically watched Twin Peaks, and I watched some on August sixth. I watched some My Love Lucy to celebrate Lucille Ball. And I guess that's really about it. I haven't really watched anything new. Oh, wait. Hello. Umbrella Academy. Duh. Season so two. So good. I watched. I was like, wait a second. I binged it in a weekend. Dave's like, why don't you slow down? I'm like, no. Um, soundtrack to this season. Loved it. The soundtrack was really, really good. I think they used the music really well as a juxtaposition to the narrative and the story. It, um, Ryan, I don't know if you finished it, but it yeah. left left us on a cliffhanger now mm-hmm. again. Um, I still have yet to read the graphic novel, although I have it, uh, courtesy of ANS Comics in <laughs> New Jersey. And uh, so I'm excited to see, actually, because I heard that the, en- the last episode really connects into the novel as well. Um, so I'm excited to see. But yeah, it was really, really good, solid. Um, I think I enjoyed season two a little bit more than season one, but but I liked both. So watch it if yeah. you haven't watched it yet. All right. And Casey, anything you want to add? Ooh, I watched E.T. for the first time. <gasps> and did you cry? I did not cry. It was oh, very, you it have was no very heart. moving, though. It was when he was die- spoiling alert for, I guess, anyone like me who has never seen it in the last, what, 30 plus years it's been 40, out. 40 um, years, Sue. Okay. Sorry, 40 years. Um, when he, like, turned white and died, I was like, wait, is this it? Like, I was, like, so upset. I was like, this can't be how it is. He has to go home. And I kind of got, like, a little choked up because Elliot, like, just the way he was acting over it, I was like, man, this is, like, heart-wrenching. Like, it just... it. And then he went home. And then I was like, that's still sad because he really did not want him to leave. And it just reminds you of, like, that person that you, like, love the most and yes. have, like, such a connection with once they, like leave and like you will never like you know that you are either like you'll never see him again or it's gonna be a really long time until you see them again it's like it kind of brought up like all those like feelings i'm like oh man this sucks (laughs) so good right it's so good. yeah it was really good it aged it aged well too and that's the thing like i didn't see anything really like super problematic with it or you know something i'm like wow that didn't age well like I just thought it was actually it's it's still pretty like you could make it today and it would still be like fine. Super so. emotional. You're like, oh my god, yeah. Drew Barrymore can actually act. Yeah, <laughs> you're spewing a lot of hate. No, never episode. that. Um, I feel like you've never seen The Wedding Singer. <laughs> I have actually. He has. So, so, I showed it to him. So I, I joke about Drew Barrymore. I, I'm just not really like a biggest fan of her work, but gotcha. I think. Jenny and everyone that told me to watch it hyped it up and I love 80s music it wasn't as good as I expected but it was okay I, I maybe because we it. hyped it up but I don't know we all loved it like we love the wedding singer like I would watch funny. it I would watch it again I would watch it again. I would say it's one of my favorite Adam Sandler movies There's for sure not that many to choose from <laughs> there are he has a good little array yeah yeah that's, that's what we call it that's what we call it an array an array <laughs> Some a wide range. Let's say that a wide range. Wide range. Listen, Adam Sandler. We can all hate on some of his movies, but he's is he like not one of the most like 
least problematic people in Hollywood. Yeah. Like, never has a scandal, always donates to charity. Like, it's always just, like, just a good guy, it seems, all around. I t- and I, I feel like he knows, like, he knows what he's good at, and he goes yeah. with it. It's like The Rock. The Rock is never going to not do a movie that wouldn't fit what his type or I his brand can. is. I think he can, though. You think he can? Oh, I think he can. Yeah. Well, Adam Sandler did Uncut Jets. Oh, yes. Which is I'm a, glad you said that. Which is a different break, too. I have not seen that, but I need to see it. it. Is, like, I'm mad that I did not see it. It's one of those movies I, I adore, Uncut Gems. It's on Netflix right now, so you should be... I, th- I believe it's All Netflix. Right, Ryan, so you, I know what we're doing. <laughs> it is, it is t- so tense. That movie is full of tension. Adam Sandler, outside of Joaquin Phoenix, was my favorite performance of last year. That's how good Adam Sandler is. He is so, so good in it. See, so he stepped out of his usual, but yeah. he knows what works for him and what brings him money and what he can produce and, you know. Alrighty. So, with that... Be- oh, wait, wait, wait. I also saw The Wrestler. I had never seen that either. How you good was that? that? It was good. And I like the ending. You have to kind of guess what happens. So, I'm all, I'm all for those kind of movies where you have to kind of like well did he die did he have another heart attack did he live through it like did marissa tomei come back for him like what is happening so i'm gonna I say like i love the wrestler it's one it's my favorite wrestling movie it's in outside of dark knight Wait. and wally my favorite movies the 20 2008 um if he died in that ring it's marissa tomei's fault because he tried to stop for her <laughs> Exactly, and she wouldn't give. I mean, did he? I don't. I don't remember too much in terms of this. But did he ask her to quit her job, or he just wanted to be with her? He just wanted to be with. Her. I don't remember him saying that. But then again, I could have missed it because sometimes you know you need those like second go arounds to catch things. Yeah. But I don't remember him saying that he wanted her to quit. He just wanted to be with her. Yeah, that's what I. Because that's he what brought I her like too. the card and everything. So 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 good, Ryan. You were gonna say something. Oh, no, yeah, I was just going to say she also watched the wrestling, and I was going to say I also watched some stuff, too. All right, what else you got? I watched uh, Doom Patrol, awesome, left you on a nice cliffhanger. Go check it out on HBO Max or DC app. Um, and also checked out Scoob. Nice little fun little movie, I have to say. Were you, so, I was so hyped, and I even talked about it on here. I'm like, oh, this could win had a media feature, like an asshole. Um... <laughs> Not as good as you did. Was it as good as you very thought it would underwhelming? Be? Yes, I definitely okay. yeah. didn't think it was like what I, I we watched it together, but I definitely was like, huh, you know, I guess because in my head, I also had the live action movie, like the first one. I always think is like, I, co- I can go back and watch that movie a couple times, like, and I'm still like, yeah, this is pretty funny still, but um, yeah, definitely not what I was gonna think from like a Scooby Doo movie i actually was hoping that it was because the trailer hyped it up as kind of a prequel as them as kids we didn't we barely got them as kids yeah that's kind of where i was like okay and then the other issue i had with it they were barely together yeah but yeah i'm with you right it's kind of you know if you have 80 minutes to kill you you do your thing anything else no doom patrol and scoop awesome and twin peaks all that <laughs> all right cool so i'm going to move forward and bring back movie taglines this week before we get into our top 10 I have Ooh, a... i'm so excited <laughs> <laughs> i'm oh. really good at these after i but i'm probably gonna suck this week oh that's so. because i'm starting with you casey oh well, well i want to take back what i said i'm not excited <laughs> all righty number one. Oh, geez exercise your rights exercise your rights Oh man! You'll be you and Jenny will be disappointed. You didn't get this one. Jenny looks confused as well. Exercise your rights. Legally blonde. No, Jenny. Okay. Exercise 
exercise your rights. Um, I don't think you have anything. I'm trying to think. Is it an exercise movie? Um, My whole thing, I'm like, what uh, is? What could it be? The Purge. <laughs> Incorrect. Ryan, any guesses? Legally Blonde 2. Incorrect. The Craft. Shut up, Ryan. The Craft. Oh. Really? Exo- exercise. Huh. Oh, like oh, exorcism. Yeah. Um, Makes oh, sense now. But to be fair, I was thinking exercise. Well, that's your fault. Yeah. That's why I was like exercise, Brooke, Linda, Wim Hermer, whatever her last name is. And then she was a lawyer. I was like legally blonde. <laughs> so- <laughs> oh. Jenny, good girls want him bad. Bad girls want him worse. <laughs> good girls want him bad. bad Shaft. Gr- no. I think I know. Oh, go ahead, Rye. What do you what is it? Is it John Tucker Must Die? It's not. Oh, any, that's a good one, Ryan. Casey, any guesses? Yeah. How did Ryan and I have the same thought of what it was? Because <laughs> I was like, is that John Tucker Must Die? Um, good girls want him bad. Bad girls want him worse. Um, Austin Powers. I have no idea. Cry Baby. Oh, I love uh, that movie. Okay. Such a good little movie. Rye, I think the girls are going to be upset. I didn't give him this one. How do I loathe thee? Let me count the ways. Oh my god, I have no idea. Um, Any guesses? How do I, how do I loathe thee? Uh, the count oh. of something. The count of Monte Cristo. Is that what you want to say? <laughs> it is not the count know. of Monte Cristo. Jen, any guesses? The Princess Bride. No. And Casey, <laughs> any guesses? Ten things I hate about you. Correct. Oh, let me count the ways. Yeah, uh, I was like, I was like, movies with numbers. <laughs> Hurry up, Casey. Casey, you're up. Oh, great. What do you get when you cross a hopelessly straight, starving actor with a dynamite red sequin dress? You get America's hottest new actress. Oh my gosh. Um, this is super easy for Je- if you if you guys actually all of you should get this. This is super easy. The sequin. Oh, is that? No, she didn't have a sequent dress. I was thinking, who framed Roger Rabbit? Because nope. I was like, red dress. That's what okay, I was I, I, thinking. So, Gosh right. darn it. Ryan, any guesses? Devil Wears Prada. Incorrect. And Wait, repeat it again one more time. What do you get when you cross a hopelessly straight, starving actor with a dynamite red sequin dress? Tootsie! There you go, Tootsie. Good oh. job. <laughs> I was like, who go. is straight and starving? That. Oh, you've never seen Tootsie Rye? It's, it's so good. good. It's really good. Ryan, what the heck? How are we married? We are watching. Really? That. You really want Yeah, Casey, there. really? Yeah, I know. <laughs> At least I think, I've seen it. Okay. I think it's on HBO Max, actually. Yeah, it's on HBO Max. Or Netflix. No, it's, I think it's, no, it's, 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 it's HBO Max. Oh, is it? Yeah, okay. yeah I was going to say, I've definitely seen it somewhere. All right. Ryan. Actually, no, Jenny. This one's easy for you. In space, no one can eat ice cream. Oh, no one can eat ice cream. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be like Alien or something. No, um, I don't know. What movie doesn't let you eat ice cream? That's terrible. Oh, that's terrible. Ryan, any guesses? Ernest goes to Mars. No, and Casey, any guesses? Wally. Nope. Killer clowns from outer space. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan. Never this is a. Mind. Actually, I'm not even going to give you a hint because I think you'll get this. You'll crack up. You'll crack up. Okay. Uh, you'll, I feel like, is like a major part of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know it. You'll crack up. Any guesses? For some reason, 
I want to say Scrooge, but no, I know you, that's you're from- on the right oh, path, though. That's Casey. what I was going to say. Oh, nope, okay. that's what I was going to say. And Jenny? Christmas Vacation. Very good. Yay! Oh, nice. oh, all right. I was trying to think what other movie is funny during Christmas. Many. A Christmas so Story, many. Home Alone, Home Alone 2, Scrooge. But I was thinking more like like really like haha comedy. Like Christmas Vacation is consistently throughout. Uh, jingle All the Way. Come jingle on. Jingle All the Way, yeah. <laughs> all right. Casey, he's out to prove he's got nothing to prove. That story of Ryan's life. I don't know. <laughs> um, I have no idea. Jenny? He's got to prove he's got nothing to prove. Yeah. Um, You're stumped. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't know. Rye, any guesses? These are getting harder and harder. Yes, they are. Week, man. Yes, they are. <laughs> um... It's the one that always gets us every week. <laughs> no, no, I am Napoleon so Dynamite. Oh, okay. Oh, I okay. see it. That makes sense. All yeah. right. Ryan, this one's all you. Rock out with your Glock out. Um, 21 Jump Street? Incorrect. Jenny? Rock out with your Glock out? Yeah. Hmm. Nothing. I don't know. And Pass. Casey, anything? Uh, Pulp Fiction. Cop, cop Out. Oh, oh Cop oh, I've never seen it. <laughs> too. Gosh darn it. That's why I gave uh, it to oh you, my... Ryan. I'm disappointed in you. Yeah, I'm disappointed in all of us. Casey, if this movie doesn't make your skin crawl, it's on too tight. Oh. I know, right? This is actually That was actually a really good tagline. Makes zero sense to the movie. I'll say that. But really? It's, yeah. Um, I don't know. Jeepers Creepers. No, Jenny. Creep Show. Nope. And Ryan. Um, the thing. Black Christmas. Oh. It is scary, but it's not. You know, it's not like overly scary. Do they bag like someone's head in plastic in that movie? Yeah. So maybe that's what it was. Oh, well, could be to like skin too tight. I don't know, Jenny. The yeah. only thing more terrifying than the last 12 minutes of the film are the first 92. The Exorcist? Incorrect. Because oh. The Exorcist is two hours. Uh, oh. Casey, anything? So- Saw? Nope. And Ryan? Um, The Blair Witch Project? Suspiria. The original? The original, yes. I don't think you guys have seen that, right? Nope. <laughs> it's a really, it's a it. really good horror movie to, from the seventies. Okay. Ryan, more entertaining than humanly possible. The hint is in the quote. More entertaining than human. I'm going to say the humanly possible is yes, going to be the quote. That's the your hint. hint. Part. All right, humanly. Um, what was the um? My uncle, the Martian, something nope. like that. Marley, not Marley and me. I, uh, uh, are you talking about that movie that Paul Rudd uses in his interviews? I, Mac and me, um, Mac and me. No, I know what you're talking about. The scene where they're like with the bike, right? Yeah, and the kids like biking. It's hilarious. <laughs> no, it's, 
Oh, I'll, I can't even think of it now. All no, right. I, can't, I see the act. Jenny, I'd be very disappointed if you don't get this one. Oh, I hate when you do this. I know. Um, more entertaining the than humanly, humanly possible. possible. I just think like other world, like alien no. or something. Like an alien movie? No, or it's not an alien movie. Nowhere. Okay, nowhere. All right, and Casey, yeah, no. any guesses? Like I, the only thing I can think of is like a half human, half animated movie. So I'm going with like Space Jam. No, you are half right in terms of half Ooh. human, but it's the Muppet movie. Oh. 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 Just that. because Jenny and I always argue about this actor, I'm going to give her this one. Oh man. The snobs against the slobs. The snobs against the slobs. We always argue, argue we just about argue- DDL. No. We just we just argued about this actor yesterday. Oh. Watching a documentary. Oh, Bill Murray. Yeah. Ugh. Do you Gross. hear the disrespect in her voice, guys? Yeah. He's such a diva, though. Like, he left poor Annie Potts oh, waiting to film. We were watching the Ghostbusters documentary. And so <laughs> he just, like, leaves her, shows up, like, two, three hours late for his call time. And she had to, like, rehearse without him. And then they had to film the scene. And he's like, I just want to ad lib now. And she's like, we can't. Like, we have to say the script and whatever. Just rude. Very diva-like behavior. I hate when people are late. Anyway. Bill Murray. Mm. Can you repeat that quote again? <laughs> the snobs against the slobs. Oh, the snobs against the slobs. I actually don't think you've seen this movie. Mm. I've tried to make you see it, but I don't think you have. Is it the um is it that war movie no, with him? No. No. That we use stripes and we see stripes. Stripes with Harold Remus. Okay. Uh, Ryan, any guesses? No, my guess was stripes, so never mind. And Case, any guesses? Mm, no. Caddyshack. Oh, I actually have. Darn it! Almost said that too. I should have just said it. That's what I said. You haven't seen. (laughs) Yeah, I actually haven't seen Caddyshack. All right, case. This one's for you. The screen achieves one of the great entertainments in the history of motion picture. (laughs) Wow, Uh, that's a long tagline. Yes, it is. Repeat that though, one more time. Yep. The screen achieves one of the great entertainments in the history of motion pictures. The scream or screen? Screen. Screen. Like movie Movie screen. screen. I don't know, but that's a really long-ass tagline, so I'm, uh, I have no idea. I'm going to give you guys a hint. I, I'm sure this will make it easier. It's a musical. Moulin Rouge? No. Jenny? Really, Jenny? Un American in Paris. <laughs> Incorrect. Ryan, any guesses? It's not La La Land. No. Uh, West Side Story. The screen wow. achieves? A- yes. That's a long time. Oh, because it was a play, so the screen achieves the same. Yes. I get it. Okay. All right. Next up, Jenny, how did they ever make a movie of Lolita? How did they ever make a movie of Lolita? Yeah. What's what's the movie? What's the movie? Yeah. Are you you, Lolita? Thank you. I was like, why are you (laughs) taking so long? Well, because I like a trap. I was like, yeah, see, see, it's not so easy. No, 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 no. No, but like, I was like, but how can it be that obvious that it's like right there? Lo- but you're looking right? at me. You're looking at <laughs> me. Like a trap. That's what I said. He it looked, it felt like you were walking right into it. A death stare. Lolita's so good, guys. If you have a chance so to see it. this is the original it, tagline the for, Kubrick, the, yeah, for the Kubrick one? For the Kubrick okay. one. All right, right. Which makes sense. The book was banned for a long time. Where do you go when the record is over and catch it? This is not a musical, but this does have mu- music in it. 
a movie I haven't seen. You, I think you've seen this. Ah, uh, balls. Yeah. If you need, I'll give you because we have three left, and for for time, I'll give you another hint. It stars someone that was in Greece. Um, Boogie Nights. No, incorrect. Jen, where do you go when the record ends? When do you go when the record is over? And when catch it. And catch it. Yeah. Catching it, the record. Could be. Oh, where do you go when the record? I ends? gave you the biggest hint ever. It stars, stars someone that was in Greece. I'm disappointed in we in you. Well, I can think of someone who, but that's there's a million different movies. Xanadu. Nope, incorrect. And any guesses, Case? No. Your Jennifer, your mother would be ashamed of you. Saturday Night Fever. Where do you go that's when the I record meant. ends and catch it? Yeah, that's a quote. All right. That's terrible. Yes. Next, next up, we're almost done. Ryan. Alfred Hitchcock engulfs you in a whirlpool of terror and tension. Uh, Psycho? Nope. I, I, I mean, you had no... At least you guessed something that's close. Uh, Case? The birds? Nope. And Jennifer? Say it again. We're, we've moved on. We've moved on. Uh-huh. Alfred Hitchcock engulfs you in a whirlpool of terror and tension. In a whirlpool of vertigo? Yes. Very good. And also... This movie poster says, where do you go when the record is over? That's all it says on the movie poster for Saturday Night Fever. Oh, interesting. The IMD, IMDb. <laughs> well, because I'm like, wait would, a second. You will not mom shame me right now. Would you now. have actually guessed Saturday Night Fever just with that quote? No, no you wouldn't have. So hush. No. <laughs> all right. La- last Just last the principal. Three. I'm sorry, mom. Last three. Jen, the dead. It's a deadly game of tag, and Cary Grant is it. North by Northwest? Very good. Ryan, or is it Casey? I don't know. Case, suspense and shock beyond anything you have seen or imagined. Suspense and shock. Huh. Here's a hint. You've already said this movie as one of your was hints. It, was it Saw? No, it was The Birds. Oh, it's the birds. <laughs> and Ryan, <laughs> fi- Ryan, finally, she brought a small town to its feet and a huge corporation to its knees. Footloose? Nope, Jen. Wow, Ryan. Aaron Brockovich. Correct. How did you get that but not Saturday Night Fever? Um, well, because you gave this gave us this tagline one time. Before. I did already. Yeah, and I was the one to get it actually last time too. Oh, then I apologize for bringing it's for okay, bringing I that one up. Okay, I knew it was Aaron Brockovich too. So okay, <laughs> alrighty. So that wraps up movie taglines. Let's get into our top ten saddest movie moments of all time. I'm going to preface by saying that the way I ranked mine, I don't know if you guys did the same thing, was. How many times did I sniffle? As in, how many cries did I have through each of these scenes, if any? And like, tear it, chart. How pretty much, it's a tear chart. Tra- cry Absolutely. During this movie, and I'll say a lot. So, lo- is it like five out of five tears? Is the most sure? Okay. And <laughs> I will say this: what helps my list is the score of the movie, because for oh, me, okay. the score of the movie does affect my emotions a lot, and it does increase my percentage of me tearing and crying because uh for example like we're going to be going i'm sure we're going to be going through uh up and the score of up along with everything going on makes it even sadder 
So I have some hot take honorable mentions that you guys are probably going to shit on me on. So I'm going to go first with my honorable mentions. Um, The Lion King. Oh, wow. Here's yeah, my pretty thing. pretty high on my list. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not that I don't think it's sad. It's very sad. But if my ra- I don't think I've ever cried. Or maybe shed a tear when that happens. But I don't think I've ever really like blown out cried. Um, next up I have here, uh, Jojo Rabbit. When Jojo finds his mom, his mom hung. That's a really, really sad moment. Um, Coco. When... She finally remembers who he is. Let me see what else do I have here. Oh, uh, Inside Out when Bong sacrifices himself. This is doesn't make me cry, but I I guess Jenny guilted me into including this in an honorable mention. Wally when he's by himself watching the movie and going about his day. I didn't guilt you, but you think it's sad. It is sad. He's alone. And then my last one I have I here. The la- actually the last two I have here is the end of the Breakfast Club, because I will stand on stand on this by myself that I don't think any of them remain friends after that one afternoon or morning. No, uh, I agree with you, David. There, I really I'm like that was like a great detention, but nobody probably talked to each other. Yeah, after that. like I think don't get me wrong, and I, I I'm I'm sure you guys agree. I think the Breakfast Club is one of the best '80s movies of all time. But oh yeah, it's the truth. We all lived in high school. It's different cliques. There's no way that they were going to remain friends after. And that song, they probably were like friendly to each other. Like maybe like said hi to each other in the hallway, but they probably didn't spend their weekends hanging out with each other. You guys will get it since we're around the same age. It's like they probably have when you're when you're walking in the in the hallways of your high school and you know someone, you know someone, you give them the head nod. Like yeah, I was gonna say the nod. The nod. Little, that that's what they up. were gonna do. And. Yeah. Ryan, I'll like this one. I actually have, and it almost made my, my 10. I actually have the Obi-Wan and Anakin scene where uh, Anik, Obi-Wan says, I have the high ground, and he cuts him off, and he's like, you were the chosen one. That that does, despite the prequels being what they were, that's a very, very emotional scene. So that's what I have as my honorable you mean mention. Not, you mean it's not dying of sadness that doesn't make you cry? No, it doesn't. Uh. It doesn't at all. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. You're going to smack me. Uh, Jane Silent Bob reboot, uh, the Chasing Amy sequel in that five that five minute Chasing Amy sequel. That's a really heartfelt, oh. kind of touching, sad moment at the same time. I think that's really, really solid stuff. Ryan, you don't disagree. You, you disagree with uh, me? On that? I, no, I don't disagree because I also forgot it. So I'm playing on my uh, honorable mentions as we speak. I'm, <laughs> glad I'm, not, I'm glad I'm not the only one. And let me see if I have anything else that I have missed. Nope, that's it. All right, so Jenny's going to give me shit, but I find this this as one of the best endings I've seen in a movie of the 2010s, but it's still very heartbreaking that these two don't end up together. And my number 10 is La La Land, the dream montage at the end. Why am I going to give you shit? I agree with you. They should have ended up together. Well, oh, I, well, you don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. But, but I, they should have. Despite the fact that I don't agree they should have ended up together, I think the dream montage of seeing their life, what could have been, is actually very touching and sad. And the first time I saw it, it really didn't tear me up. But every time I watch it, it does tear me up now, just seeing the potential of like what could have happened if they actually remained together, the life that they could have had. It's really, really, really strong. And the entire musical montage, I mentioned score before, it's incredible throughout that scene. So La La Land is my number 10. My number nine is Field of Dreams. So 
I don't really have a relationship with my father. So I have, this is more the fact that I really get emotional during father-son moments in movies. And when you come to the realization that Ray, that Ray was told to build the field, not for the Chicago White Sox, but to be able to play catch with his dad one last time, done. Niagara Falls. I am crying so hard. I saw it with Jenny, and I had to hold back tears when we were watching Field of Dreams. He did. I know it I've got never to seen it, but I'm, that sounds like something I would 100% cry at. It's so good because, like, they do such a good – it's one of my favorite sports movies, and it does such a good job of, like, making you think it's not about their relationship as father and son, but right in the last 20 minutes, you, it is, and it's, like, so, so heartbreaking. Uh, my number eight is Toy Story 3. And it's not the scene that you guys may think. It's not when they're about to die. It's actually when Andy gives away his toys and he plays with them for the last time at the end of the movie. Uh, Because he shouldn't have given up those toys. Not that many to begin with anyway. Uh, And I just feel like there's... I grew up with Toy Story and I feel like that scene alone is like the end of my childhood in a way. And that scene always makes me cry. So my number eight is Toy Story 3. My number seven is Schindler's List. Um, I went with Schindler's Regret at the end of the movie. After everything has happened, he saves so many people. But he looks at the list and he sees how many things he could have gotten rid of and sold in order to save more uh, Jewish Jewish people throughout, you know, from being killed it's very emotional Liam Neeson's really good on that so that's my honorable mentions at 10 through 6 Ryan go ahead all right my honorable mentions are reboot the chasing Amy sequel um the wrestler like when he's having his breakdown I got a little teary-eyed Dallas Buyers Club when uh Rand confronts his dad um uh a star is born Bradley Cooper's fate and in Rogue One, everyone's death, but for some reason, especially K2SOs, that one really gets to me. For the robot ones really gets to me for some reason. I like that. That's a good one. Um, number 10, American History X, when the brother dies. I was more angry, man. That's such a... Oh, my God. I'm so with you, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I got... I'm like, oh, no. I think um, it's more... And I think it's more because he was out, like, I think they were going to be exactly. okay. Exactly. You think, okay, in the movie, everything's good. No, 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 no. Um, number nine, Fox and the Hound. When the old lady gives up the uh, the fox, it's like, no, no, no. Why fun, are you doing this? Fun fact, right? I've never seen Fox and the Hound. It, it's sad. If you want to like have a good moment, it, it has. If you need moment. a good cry. I love that movie. I watched it so many times as a kid. Number eight, Infinity War. I had to go with, I don't feel so well, Mr. Stark. I know he comes back and everything, but still it's so well portrayed that I get teary-eyed every time I watch it. That's why I just, That's why it didn't make my list, because it's still emotional, but I, we all knew, like, it's Spider-Man. He's coming back. Yeah, I know, but I still get teary-eyed. So you get me teary-eyed, you make my <laughs> list. <laughs> Um, number seven, Toy Story 3, same scene as you, Dave, when he gives up the toys, like, it's the growing up stage, because I have a little, I, I have a hard time giving up my toys, you can ask Casey, so, like, yeah. I can, <laughs> so, yeah, um, and number six, Lion King, Mufasa's death, Okay. like, uh, just heart-wrenching. Casey, you're up. 
Okay, I don't want any crap about my list. I made it in 30 minutes because I only knew 30 minutes before this was happening that I was coming on today. So spare me, okay, everyone? <laughs> um, so I have a couple honorable mentions because I, I at least had enough in my head. Um, so I'm probably going to get crap from this one for David. When E.T. goes home, very sad. So, um, so sad. So sad. I know, it really is. And then you guys are going to laugh at me, but because it's my favorite movie, I always got upset about it when this happened. In the Sound of Music, the cemetery scene, when Ralph gives up the Von Tra- Trapp family and like starts alerting the uh, Nazis that they're running away, I would get really sad because I'm like, why would he ever do that? Like He turned to the dark side. Yeah. So sad for me. Um, Moana, when she finally gets onto her boat and the grandma comes out as the stingray and like leads her cry every time so beautiful um my girl thomas j's funeral when she starts screaming where his glasses he can't see without his glasses killed me um and then juno when she gives birth and then um michael Sarah's character is comforting her and they're just kind of crying in bed together casey can i ask you a what? quick question oh no oh god do you no, like my girl too i've never seen it because i don't want to ruin my girl one thank you I don't Okay. It's like Boondock Saints 2. Like, I have never No, seen Boondock Saints 2 is fine. Boondock yeah, Saints but I heard really... it wasn't as good as the first one, and I it's get not. really scared. Not. David is just coming at good. me. David is just coming at me. Oh, you've seen my girlfriend. No, 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 no. No, it's, no, no. Case, it's more no. than Cine. She prefers it over the no, first no, no. one. No, no, no. I didn't prefer it over the first one, but I love it just as much. Because I watched it a lot as a kid it's growing up. And it was one of those movies that was always on HBO, too. And so I watched it a lot in conjunction with My Girl and My Girl 2. Because we continue the story. And in My Girl 2... and. It's not as good like as my a, girl she's like one. A teenager, right? right? When it happens, she's thirteen. She goes to visit her uncle who moved to out to L.A. And she actually, the yeah. whole story is an origin about. Um, she gets to find out more about her mother, and so okay. she goes back and she does like research, and it's for a school project. And it's just like a. I think it was a good story as a follow up. It's not my okay. girl, but it's a good follow up story because she gets to find out, and it's actually my favorite use of charlie chaplin's smile song at the end of the movie i think we've Um, i think i've said this before not joker joker's a good version yes but the but the one they use here um is really really good and that's actually another i now that i'm thinking about it that's a sad moment too but um give it a shot my girl too is not, Jenny has sold it. Good. I will watch My Girl Two before Grease. Too, and though. I'm sorry, I think Jenny. She just she just gets her closing. Like she she gets that she closure gets like the, she has yeah. because she didn't ever get to know her mother, and this gives her a piece of that. She meets her mother's friends from high school, like things like that, and she just gets a little more. And it's a ca- good, it's a good in movie. case after you watch it, it may make your list of top ten saddest movie moments because you actually took the time to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> You're a hater, David. You've never watched it. I've seen My Girl Jenny 2. Isabel I don't like it. This movie. My Girl it 2. It makes me just smile. Like, I've never heard someone so passionate about all these movies that, really, that, that everyone sucked? else hates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's Jenny, my wife. Thanks for calling. You should have been a lawyer. Come on. What, what the heck? I should have been, um, yes. Go ahead, Case. Right, so I'll start my list. So my number 10 is The Sixth Sense. When he they're in the car together and he starts talking about her grand well her mom his grandma and starts giving her that whole speech and she just breaks down in the car because she hadn't believed him until that moment when he started talking about 
the grandma. Um, so that got to me because it was like she finally realized and she started breaking down. Um, number nine is Inside Out with the scene with Bing Bong. Oh, um, yes. Toy Story. Oh, eight is Toy Story 3. Um, it is the same thing as you guys when he gives the toy away, but I, I had it ranked with the incinerator scene because I was so mad at that moment. Like I was like having hot tears. I'm like, if this is how it's going to end, I don't want any part of it. Did you because, think, did you, did you think for a moment? Like, yeah, like they're going to do it. Like for a moment. And I was like, why would they do this? This is like terrible. <laughs> You're going to stop all these children. Like as an adult or well, however, I forget what year it came out. So I was, but I was older at that point. I, th- I think the one thing that Pixar has shown us, over the last like 20 plus years is they don't give a fuck about our emotions. No, they're like, <laughs> you, you thought this was going to be happy. Just you wait. They're um, lining we're the pockets of psychologists everywhere. Yeah. They did. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. They have like a plot with like therapists and they're like, okay, we're going to make this movie. It's going to bring up a whole lot of emotions <laughs> for people and a whole lot of like daddy or mommy issues. And then we're going to make you a bunch of money. And you're like, they're like, good um i don't know if anyone else has seen this maybe just jenny maybe i don't even know so um not mama mia the first one but mama mia here we go again um there's a scene at pretty much the end where um sophie has her baby and meryl streep character has um passed away they never which pisses me off they never explain exactly what happened to her i needed some closure from that um but the baptism scene is Sophie's going up there to get her baby baptized. Yeah. And then um, Meryl Streep's character comes in and they like share this moment and also flashes back to where um, Meryl Streep is bringing Sophie in to get baptized. And it's super emotional. And then number six is La La Land, uh, the montage of what you got. I'm so happy. It's I'm not the only one with it. I'm so happy. Yeah, it was so sad. Because like at that moment, I was like, yes, they ended up together. This is great. This is what we wanted. And then you realized it was a fucking dream. And you're like, wow, wow, what the heck just happened? But that's what he wanted us. He wanted it to break our hearts. It works so well. What the heck? Again, therapy is needed from all these movies half the time. (laughs) Jenny, you're up. I'm up. All right. I got my little paper list. Uh, So there's a lot of movies that make me sad, (laughs) that can make me sad. Um, But I put two honorable mentions just to keep it short. So uh, when Tony dies in Avengers Endgame. It's not on your list. It's not on my list. But it's not a wow. mention. Oh. Hey, David, I know a good. I know a good lawyer. No worries. Um, <laughs> it's emotional. It's just, just, just more than fucking. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, so when he dies, years in the making. That whole scene is emotional. I think the part that I get the most, um, really, really sad is when, um, Pepper, Pepper, right? That's her name, Pepper. Yeah. Yes. Just confirming. <laughs> I'm not confusing. Uh, comes in and she's just kind of tells them it's okay. Like you can rest now. Yeah, yes. like that gets me because I'm like, oh man. Um, and then the like final scene in Selena. Oh my god! It's so oh, where she drops the white where she rose. drops the white rose. Yeah, yeah it's really sad. it's really sad. I mean, the movie. I personally J-Lo love the movie. J Lo killed it. I think it's actually one of her best performances. I think it's her best. Really, I think it's her best. And yeah, I'm I, gonna have to go, with David. It's probably her, it's her best. best performance. And the whole scene, <laughs> like <laughs> just leading up, yeah, just leading up to that, and then just like how she died, and especially like just because like I discovered her a little bit later. 
Um, and then the movie came out, and then that's like really when it like went up. So for me, like it's a movie I've watched over and over again, and that scene always gets me. Uh, my number ten is Jojo Rabbit. Oh, when she find yeah. when he finds her, and like he notices the shoes, and he's trying to tie the shoes, and it's just really really sad. Like that, I would say that was the saddest part for me mm-hmm. in the whole I movie. Agree. Um. So, and then my number nine is the second exotic Marigold Hotel. She doesn't die, <laughs> she woman. Dies. We've been she, at this for five no, years. She dies because she leaves the letter and then they're talking and it's like the, the narrative, like uh, the voiceover. Okay, Maggie Smith's character dies and it just got me. I didn't expect it to be like sad. And then like we're watching the movie and I, I bawled. You remember that? You were there. I remember. I, remember. I like bawled and I couldn't stop crying. It just got to me. So... Number nine is Second Exotic uh, Marigold Hotel. My number eight is the ending of Logan. Another one where I was yeah. like, tear jerker. Um, really, really sad. I, yeah. And my number seven is Toy Story 3. So it's both when he gives away the toys is what really gets me. But then also the scene where like they just they're in the incinerator and they're just like accepting that yeah, okay, right. this is the hands. end and they all hold hands. Ugh. I thought that was such a for a kids movie, right? Which really is It's so dark. More adult <laughs> like it's movie. really like as a kid you don't understand it in the same way and then I watching it as an adult and I saw it when we graduating uh we were going to graduate from college. So I felt like for me it was like mm. such a transition to like he's, you know, giving them up to become an adult or whatever an adult is and like yeah. And then uh my number 6 is when Brooks dies in Shawshank Redemption because it was really, really sad. And like he got out and he couldn't be anything else but a prisoner. But a prisoner. Like he didn't know how to yep. live. And I think it's something that happens to a lot of people when they come out of jail. Um, but this was just, this was just, it broke me. David broke me when I watched this movie. I had never seen it before. And then how we good watched is, it. How good and is I don't Shawshank? think he expected me to like, but I couldn't stop crying. Yeah, she, I think she cried for like for like twenty minutes. Yeah, like I couldn't stop crying. So that's my number six. Alrighty, so yeah, I'm gonna have to see this Shawshank Redemption because I feel like I've, I'm doing myself an injustice. I would not say watching it. it may not be your favorite movie of the '90s or anything like that, but outside of Pulp Fiction, it's probably the best movie of okay. the '90s. Like easily the best because I we talk about Goodfellas a lot. I think Goodfellas is great, but mm. I think it would probably fall after those two as the best movie of the 90s those Shawshank is so emotional especially that scene that she's talking about um so yeah so my my number six is Shawshank Redemption as well I didn't mention it before uh I went with Brooke's suicide I think what makes it sadder is kind of going off what Jen said but something happens at the end where a character is released from jail and he's going through the same motions and you are thinking about Brooke so it kind of comes full circle at the end of the movie so my number five i wanted to include both of these and i don't really want to leave it from the top five so i have a little tie for for number five so and they're both comic book related so the first one is logan where he dies and uh x23 puts the x it's just such a beautiful shot when he puts she puts the x on the grave as she walks away and you see her back with the... Oh, it's such a beautiful moment. And then The Dark Knight Rises when Alfred... When Bruce Wayne quote-unquote dies and Alfred pretty much thinks that he failed the Waynes and everything he did for his entire life was a failure. Um, 
Casey, how much do you know that my next one is a big, big spoiler? How much do you know about the last Harry Potter movie? Oh, no, no. Go ahead. I know. Okay, cool. So my number four is actually Snape's reveal that he has loved Lily the entire time and everything throughout the entire series has been Snape protecting Harry. It's such an emotional moment for me. I cry so hard every time I watch that scene because I actually got to the point where I hated Snape for almost 10 years. And we get to the point where he is the biggest hero out of the entire series. It's so emotional. It's so great. Uh, My number three, I actually have a soul at Avengers Endgame. (laughs) So... I actually went with two things here from the movie. I went with Tony's death, kind of what Jen was saying with the whole Pepper saying, it's okay, you can rest now. And at that moment, he's when he dies. And I also went with the one moment I wanted to see in Endgame is Steve ending up with Peg. And then the last scene of the movie is them dancing finally after 10 years. Well, hundreds of years. I think over 100 years at this point. Um, But them actually having that one dance that he promised her. Ah, oh, it's so fucking great. And my number two. It was a hard time between my number two and one, but I'll go with my... Uh, the reason my number two uh, is this, it's c- because it never really hit me until I met Jen. So she can cry all she wants now if she Aww. wants. So my number two is up. So the reason I th- also put it at number two is because it's very effective, and I don't think anyone ever talks about this, the fact that this happens in the first five minutes of the movie, before you know any of these characters, before you're invested in the movie, you're literally sitting down, about to eat your popcorn, and drink your water, or drink your soda, and you're literally taken into their lives. You're introduced to Carl and Ellie as kids, and then you hear you have the montage of marriage story, or not marriage story, married ma- life. Married life. And it processes through their entire life, married as a couple, um, and then eventually them getting old, her passing away. It this is mostly score for me that really impacts the mo- the movie for me because or the moment for me because if you really look at it, they lived a really great life. She, you know, unfortunately passed. She passed away. And they, you know, she passed away. But they were they grew old together, and a lot of people wish they they have that. They did have that. It's just you get their lives in five minutes and it fucking destroys me. And I don't think Disney will ever make a, uh, a more effective opening to any movie they ever release the rest of the time they exist. It is so powerful. It's so, so great. And then, yeah, up's my number two. Ryan, you're up. All right. My number five is Jojo Rabbit. The scene with the mom hanging just... Uh, every time I watch it, gets Niagara Falls. Um, number four. Sorry, my phone's acting up. Um, it froze on me. Uh, there we go. Is Logan after he dies and where she turns the cross into an X again? Just once again, I just tear up every time I get to that part. Um, I think it's just so well done, so well shot, and yeah. Uh, number three is Endgame. Uh, Tony's death. Uh, Good to see you have a soul too, Ryan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> David, <laughs> you went from saying nice things about me to now digging again. 
<laughs> had that up moment, and now he's back to uh, normal, not figuring. Yeah, <laughs> husband. He had one soft moment. Give him, give him a moment, okay? <laughs> yeah, from you can rest now to I love you three thousand. I am just tearing up. Like there's no tomorrow. I would say. I mean, we we say Tony's death, but I would say the last. I think you nailed it, Rye. I think the last. 20 minutes of that movie is cry. I, I, you can cry through everything through his death, through his funeral, through uh, Morgan wanting cheeseburgers, through yes. him say- and that moment is very underrated the cheeseburger moment because it really pulls yes. everything back for 10 years of like she's just like her father. She just like, oh, forget it, forget it. He's gonna cry. I'm now. not gonna cry, but it's fucking very sad. All right, go ahead, Roy. And number two, just like you, Dave, up in the very beginning. I mean, just. I mean, if you want a good cry, just turn out the very beginning and bring out the tissues, and there you go. And I don't know. I, yep. I I hope that no one else has this, and I'm not you know stepping on you guys. But I think another really underrated sad moment in Up is the end where he gives her the Ellie badge, and no one talks about oh, that yeah. because oh yeah, no one really talks about that, and like it's just a really emotional moment, especially since you know it's. Her, him giving a part of Ellie to someone else. And so really, really, ugh, so good. Casey, you're up. All right. So my number five is um, Coco, the remember me scene when he comes out of the land of the dead and he sings to grandma Coco and she remembers um, Hector and, and then everything goes from there, you know, then he finally gets his place on the altar and he's always remembered. Like I, you're it's kind of like what you said about, uh, end game. You kind of like, like just that go forward and then you can still see them over the bridge and they're all together again. It's just really like heartwarming and always gets me a little choked up. Um, number four, I do have a soul to Avengers end game. Thank you, um, Casey. <laughs> I do like, and and you know what you did just hit the spot. I was gonna say, um, I like you know the Peggy Carter scene with Captain America and them dancing and getting that dance. Tony dying and really like just the funeral and like you said Morgan. It just it really like summed it up and just it like they basically went from they made a full circle and it, it just really you just couldn't like hate it at all because. Yeah. They just summed it all up so well. Case, you cry. Case and Ryan actually yeah. have due question. And I guess Jenny sure. too. She she can answer this too. Do you want Morgan in the MCU? Like old? I was just thinking the same thing. Get the fuck out of my head. So, <laughs> so am I am I wrong with thinking there's like there's a is it really called like Iron like Maiden? Like isn't there a, uh, a I'll woman get you the, Iron? I'll get you the name of her while while um okay. while you guys talk. I was like I feel like that's wrong, but like I was like, isn't yeah. there like an iron woman basically? Can't they I could see her being in like, you know, this next phase kind of being somehow incorporated in kind of not and I know this is going from one universe to the next but kind of like an oracle kind of deal where she kind of like the mastermind behind a lot of things like has Tony's smarts but like with like Pepper's heart you know so I could see that happening and she's already Um, been cast because she was Catherine Langford in the deleted scene that didn't make the movie Oh, see? I, so I, I, I like mean, I like her, so she's a, she's a good actress. Why not? And Ryan, yeah. I assume you do. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> Jen, yeah, no, I agree. You I think sure? it's a good choice. Yeah, I do. I'm sure. I have a soul. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I Ten- you knew you the same way after Endgame, or it was my honorable good? mention. But like, 
everything five and up for me is like five out of five tiers on your scale. I already know. What so you're I feel like part. like these are things that broke me. I'm trying to find <laughs> like broke what her, me, broke me. And for, forgive, forgive us listeners. I can't find what her she does be wear the suit in the end. I just yeah. Can't, I just can't remember what, what her I name thought. is. I can't I find thought it. There was something. All right, but, so uh, go ahead. Well, sorry. Maybe next next time. Um, yep. number three is up. Um, like you said, that whole like five minutes between the childhood to the time they get married to the infertility, and then she just dies, and you're just like, what? Wow, I'm just wrecked. From that moment on, you're just it. It doesn't set the tone for the whole movie, but at the same time, they just you know it's a Pixar movie, so you're like you know it's going to be a little happy and a little sad, or just mm-hmm. like really sad and really happy. They just love to toy with your emotions. And then number two is it scarred me as a child and made me cry, and it still makes me cry to today. Is The Lion King, obviously, when Mufasa dies, but I also get teared up. I know this is so stupid at the end when freaking Simba comes back and then he like takes back Pride Rock and they all start, you know, his mom is there and he's like reunited with everyone. Then they all start roaring and it, it rains and everything comes back up and you're like, it really is the freaking circle of life, isn't it? And yeah. then I don't know. I always cried when I was like, got like choked up as a kid with that. So awesome. Jennifer. David. Uh, my number five. E.T. when they're experimenting and when he turns white and then Elliot's like there and it's just that whole scene. So like when I was a kid and I first saw E.T. I actually was really scared of him. He just didn't like the way he looked. It just did not. I I never wanted to watch the movie. Any of that. And then I think they came out in theaters. It it was re-released for 20 years I think. Um, Yeah 20 years. 20 years. Like I remember even like Kraft Mac and Cheese big fan of it um they came out with like a little et figure for the whole 20th anniversary too that you would get with the box fun facts for anyone that had that um and i rewatched it in theaters with my mom i remember going here to a local theater lowe's in secaucus and that's where like i bawled like obviously i wasn't scared of et then and like i could really understand all of the emotions. moments and all the emotions and like i just from that whole scene just until the end when he like leaves ball of tears. Uh, my number four is uh, my girl when uh, Thomas J's funeral, uh, when Veda, you know, the whole scene, like Casey said, she comes in where his glasses, he needs his glasses. Um, I think, I think watching that movie as a kid, I feel, I want to say that it was probably one of my, um, the first times I really understood sort of like the finality of death in a way, like just seeing that, like you're not likely to see, um, you know, a a movie with like a kid in a, in a casket and, or like you losing your best friend so young and seeing that happen. Um, so, and all the emotions that went with it and, you know, he went to go get the ring and then the bees and just like everything all together. So that broke me. Uh, my number Three is Remember Me from Coco. Um, emotional. I didn't see you cry at the movies with that. Did you? I yeah, I did. Oh, I don't remember. I mean, I not Shawshank I... Redemption cry, I think, but it was very emotional. Like, I had a really heavy, this is really heavy heart and, like, mm-hmm. tears, but not, like, full on. But um, just the whole thing. Like, I just think it's, you know, 
with death especially you'll you never want nobody wants to be forgotten and i think this was just such a good conclusion and the importance of family and um it's just such a good scene agreed and my number two is the opening scene from up um obviously for similar reasons um it's just so yeah you can give me some props here it's just so sad. I can. I love you. And like, I can't, you know, ugh, I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> I don't like, I don't want to think about the scene. Cause then when I'll you guys start crying it at your wedding and it was like getting to that scene. I'm like, yeah, it should stop. Are they going to make it stop? Right? No, <laughs> so for the listeners, I, I, we played it at our wedding. Cause we got married in a movie theater, which I think we've m- mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Um, and no. we, you, we, we exited the ceremony to married life and so we played the scene at the end, but I cut it thanks to uh, iMovie and new skills that I attained. I cut it right before it got really sad and she died because I, I, you know, we can't yes, have that. Thank you. Because th- we were sitting there and I was like, <laughs> if they let this go on any longer, it's literally going to set the whole tone for this wedding and that's not going to be good. <laughs> so we left it on a very happy note. Um, yes, thank you. I appreciate that. It's just, it's Up is one of my favorite movies. And I think the scene, like David said, just really sets the whole movie. And I think, you know, they did live a full life together. I just wish that she was still around. Like, I, I always want to go to that other end where I wish she was still around and, and she met. And maybe she gave him the Ellie bat. And they just had, the, they got the chance to have that adventure. But then you realize they had all these other adventures. So, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, so that's my number two. All right. So you can bring Check us, us around. Okay, so this one. I already know what it is. Can I guess? You can guess. It's Beaches. It's Beaches! Oh, <laughs> man. So this movie is so great for anyone that hasn't seen it. Um, Barbara Hershey, Bette Midler. You see their friendship through the years when they first meet at the, I think it's the Atlantic City Boardwalk um, or Coney Island, but it's one of them. And they just grow up in friendship. You know, they lose touch and they get back. Um, in touch and then they you know they just grow their friendship grows their life grows um you see all of this it's such a good movie and for anyone that hasn't seen it um spoiler alert someone becomes ill and bet midler wrote wind uh wind beneath my wings for the movie and they just point like towards the end of the movie just like the really the last couple scenes they really close it out with playing wind beneath my wings and when they're just hanging out at the beach like resting and sitting there and just talking and reminiscing and it just it just gets me every time I've watched this movie I've watched this movie a lot starting as a kid to now and every time that is the scene that I ball at even though I know it's coming at this point um it just really gets me and and yeah Great movie. Watch awesome. it. Casey, you're up. What's your number one? Okay. I felt like such a dumbass in the movie theater because now when this movie came out, I guess Ryan and I and my brother and his ex-girlfriend went to go see it together. And we saw it not when it first came out, but probably like maybe a couple weeks after it came out. So the movie theater was not that full. So, of course, it's kind of quiet. And this scene, I still, I know why, because I'll tell you what it is. It's Guardians of the Galaxy, the opening, when the mom dies of cancer. Oh, yeah. She's saying, take my hand, take my hand, because 
my grandmother died of cancer and I was really close to her when I was little. And so it literally, every time I think about it, like right now I'm even like getting choked up because like, it's just, it hit somewhere in me and I was bawling in the, like literally I had to like get everyone's napkins. I could not stop crying. And I think I missed like the first couple minutes of the movie because after that I like was still trying to like recollect myself and like get into the movie. But it just, it, it did that for me where it just like hit that like weak spot in my like heart. And it just, yeah, I, that's like the last time I really remember actually watching a movie and crying. So like I cried at Endgame, don't get me wrong, but this, I, I mean, I was like sobbing, like just uncontrollably. And I felt so bad because like I said, the movie theater was quiet too, because there wasn't that many people there and all you could hear is me just going, <laughs> and just like, like sniffing it back up. And I was like, Oh man, this is embarrassing. But yeah, that's my, that is my number one. And I mean, I think all our number ones have a kind of a personal touch to it. So oh yeah, uh, Ryan, my number one, same as Casey's guardians of the galaxy, the very beginning. Um, I saw that for whatever reason, I couldn't just imagine like, what if that was my mom? And like, I, like, I just start bawling and I, like my eyes get, uh, I got teary eyed. And every time I see that scene, I get teary eyed every single time. And then the fucked up part about it is you go from crying from sadness to crying, laughing from that movie. And to crying at the end when Groot sacrifices yeah, himself. Exactly. Yeah. That whole movie. <laughs> that, that fucking movie. So good. But no, yeah, that, that very beginning is, yeah. Alrighty. And then my number one, um, I'll preface it by saying that, like, when I was younger, I was not as talkative as I am today. <laughs> so I'm very, like, used to be very quiet and stuff. And being, like, an introvert, you don't really have, like, too many friends and whatnot. So first time I saw E.T., kind of like watching Elliot, you're like, oh, I see why. I, I see, you know, a little bit of it, me and Elliot because Elliot's a quiet, he's an introvert, and he doesn't really have any friends. Makes a friend in E.T., and then ET's like, nah, I'm good, dog. I don't want to be for I don't want to be your friend anymore. I just want to go home. So, oh <laughs> actually, the death. God, when you explain it like that, <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow. No, that's no, no, no. All jokes aside, that way. his death is not really doesn't make me sad. I guess when I first saw ET, I I, I kind of knew. I I cheated, Case. You know what I did when he died? I saw how much time was left in the movie. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm like, oh, then, then well, he's not gonna die. Yeah, I mean, we paused it, so I was like, well, obviously, there's still a lot of time left, so there has to, he has to come back, but it was, it it gets you when he dies, Mm -hmm. and when he comes back, and then he just freaking leaves, and you're like, poor Elliot. (laughs) So, for me, it's the moment they get on those bicycles, and they get to the end where he says goodbye to to everybody or whatever, I think it's, it's, we talked about scores in the beginning of the of the list and I think John Williams score I think this is his second best thing he ever did not Jaws not Schindler's List it's Star Wars and E.T. because the score of that movie is perfect it's perfection it's one of his Oscars actually that he has um the score to him and then I think what really makes me cry is not the fact that um Elliot is losing his friend is the people that were scared of him at first are not afraid of him anymore and it was Especially um, his mom. I was going to say, even the mom was like all choked up when he was leaving. I can't remember her name and I've met her before. 
D Wallace, <laughs> D Wallace. So yeah, D Wallace, she's emotional for him leaving, and then we get finally get to Elliot saying goodbye, and the scourge just becoming more powerful. And then when uh, E.T. is like, "I'll be right here," and he points at his um, uh, on his finger. Brain. Yeah. And oh it's, yeah. It's, it's so. Oh my god. When I mean ball, I did. I'm viscerated. I like if Thanos snapped his finger, I'd be turning into dust with how much i cry um it it always hits me it always hits me and then like you know obviously i'm very much i'm very outgoing now but the fact that i used to be that way i don't have any i didn't really have too many friends growing up it kind of like always hits me when it comes to et so yeah that's my numero uno and that pretty much wraps up this emotional episode where we found out that Jenny kind of loves me, but she doesn't have a soul because she doesn't <laughs> love Endgame. I love you. I love you a lot. No, no. We're talking about you don't love Tony Stark. I know. I know. I know. I get it. I've heard it. All jokes aside, you know what I think it is, right, for, <laughs> for, for Jenny? Jenny didn't start in 2008 with us. I kind of got Jenny up to date with the MCU when we started well, I dating. Did no, Iron no, Man I didn't in start in 2008, to be honest. Oh, you didn't either? Oh. No. I, saw, I watched the first Iron Man, but then like... But you took breaks in between. Some yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, and then some of the other movies I watched, like when they were on TV, you know, later on streaming or whatever. I didn't did tell I, you, Ryan. Did I watch Iron Man one, two, and three before Endgame or after Endgame? Before Endgame, I make sure you okay. watch everything before Endgame. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't remember. Smart move. All right, so that wraps us up, Casey. Thank you so much for pinch hitting today and joining us. Thanks this for a, having me. This is a fun, it. fun couples episode, and Ryan. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. That's okay. Okay. I'm cutting that out. I'm cutting that out. No, I love Ryan. All right, we kids. All love Ryan, see you at the movie. Literally, just go fuck himself. There so you fine. go. All right, kids. See you at the movies. <laughs> <laughs>